Welcome back to the High Value Man Conversation. This is episode 42. This is a podcast swap with Eric Allen of The Eric Allen Show. Eric is a podcaster. He is an online personality that helps entrepreneurs really get noticed in the space. And we had a great conversation talking about masculinity, personal development, and both of our walks and testimony with Christ. Tune in. You're going to love this episode. Boom. Aaron, you're the co-founder of the Modern Day Night Project, a men's lifestyle and transformational coach. You're the host of the High Value Man podcast, co-founder of the Squire program. So much more, man. Thank you for your time, dude. I appreciate it. Grateful to be here, man. Very, very grateful to be here. Thank you. Yeah, dude. I, I like to kick things off by going back a bit. Where did you grow up and, and what was childhood like for you, man? Man, that that's uh, such a loaded question. So I'd say uh, <laughs> childhood was challenging, but that's what put me here on the map in regards to being very dedicated and devoted to helping men become their best selves. Uh, but I'll leave that kind of as an open loop and we'll get to more of that. Um, grew up uh, a little bit of all over the place. I was born in Manila, Philippines. Um, grew up in Northern California for a little while. Moved to Arizona. Spent about 20 years in Arizona and then Southern California. And then about four months ago, moved to Dallas, Texas. So I've been all over the map. Come on, man. Yeah. Indeed, uh, yeah, yeah. That childhood can haunt you for years, man. I think for me, if you let it, you know, I came from the broken home. Paris divorced, like I said, 11. Beat my mom's boyfriend up when I was 13. I was in jail at 18, bankrupt at 21, man. Just crazy childhood of my end there. What was that experience like for you growing up? Yeah, so raised by a single mom, uh, I'd say okay. uh, the the father figures I had were uh, less than savory uh, fellows. My dad was a deadbeat, um, you know, really just just taking advantage of the system for the most part. Uh, didn't pay child support. Um, the Not the best lifestyle as a model. Uh, sure. Second father figure was a drug addict, ended up dying with a needle in his arm. Third father figure, uh, physically, emotionally abusive, and uh, spent a lot of his years cheating on my mom. And so the father figures that I had were all the things I didn't want to do. But you know, proximity really does point you in a direction. And so I, I found a lot of the, my 20s, I actually modeled the behaviors of those father figures, just uh, repeating the the bad habits of lying, cheating, stink, uh, you know, stealing, drinking, drugs, uh, all of it. Uh, and it wasn't yeah. until um, I started to see those guys in the mirror, the men that I resented and frustrated or irritated with, that I realized that, man, I'm the problem. I'm also the solution. So about 10, 11 years ago, I started making a shift slow. But um, yeah, it gave me a really good model of what not to do as a man. Oh, man. Very, very, very similar story there. What was that breaking point for you that kind of like changed you and got you on the path that you're on today? And was there someone that kind of influenced you to go that way? There was a lot of people that in influenced me. Yeah, but I'd be happy to share some of those. I'd say the, the pivotal moment was a Sunday morning. There's a Johnny Cash song. that was like Sunday morning, everything hurt. And uh, the, the beer from last night tastes so good, something like that. But um, it was just a hangover. It was a really bad hangover that I'd been to so many times before. It was after a week of just partying and just that really shallow lifestyle. Um, and I remember just waking up Sunday morning, just feeling absolutely miserable and just feeling depressed and feeling like, man, I, I've done this so many times. Like there's got to be more to life. And it was just a flicker of a moment. I'd say it was a God moment where I just at least started questioning the lifestyle that I was living. And then there was that aha that if I don't make some changes, I'm going to do so much worse than the father figures that I had. And right around the same time, so I was bartending, I was uh, riding a Harley, I was a single guy up in Scottsdale, Arizona. I, was, I thought I was living a lifestyle, but then I had an opportunity to also teach some boxing classes. And so I was a boxing coach, bartending at night, and they were two very opposite things. Um, but the boxing class gave me that sense of fulfillment. And I remember my first client that I had, 
little Asian gal, Carol Rogers. I still think about her quite often, but she landed a right hook and just like nailed it. And she lit up, she was on fire. I lit up, I was on fire. And I was like, this is the feeling that I want to pursue and chase. And so that opened the door to coaching. And uh, it's been a 10 year streak of just personal development, becoming the best version of myself, learning how to teach, train, coach, mentor, train, develop all of it. And it's opened up so many doors because I found out that when I serve and I help other people, I serve and help myself. And so it's been the greatest path to healing. Man, that's so good. In fact, I mean, I want to jump into like the high value man. Like you help lead men in faith, family, fitness, finances. For those who don't know, what is a high value man? And, and when you're working with men, what is the journey that you take them through in this in your coaching program? Yeah, man, it's a great question. So I believe a high value man is a man that's got clarity and vision, knows where he's going. He's living his life by core values. He's stacking consistent victories. These are little wins to build his confidence and his competence so he can overcome his vices overcome enough vices, you start to hear the voice. The voice is not only the whisper of God, but your calling and your vocation. So there's a 6V formula that, that I take these guys through, but it's clarity of vision, core values, stacking victories, overcoming your vices, listening to that voice inside that intuition so that you can ultimately uncover, discover your life's vocation. We get more men on path of their vocation. You have the opportunity, truly, I believe, to change the world. And so that is it in a nutshell, man. Man, that, that is so cool, dude. I, I love that. And, and you talk about three things that men all should master. And, and that might have just been what you've just mentioned there. But what are, the, what are those three things that men really need to master? Oh, man, this is good. Uh, this is the fi- fire squad questions. I love it, Eric. You, you dialed <laughs> in, brother. We got to master our fitness first and foremost. Um, I think that our fitness is the gateway to all the lessons we want to learn, especially as men. We got to be physically, mentally, emotionally strong enough. So it all happens in the body. So you master your meat suit, your physical body that opens the gateway. Uh, Part of mastering your fitness, master your mindset. So your mindset is going to give you a different perspective way of thinking. But after that, it's really then understanding your heart. And I think Mm -hmm. really directing and driving your heart. I think so many of us, especially in the culture that we're in, where um, guys have not had good models for masculinity, we haven't had a good example of fully modeling and emotional range. It's typically just irritation, frustration, anger, and rage. And so there's a whole lot of other feelings behind that as well. And so it's understanding that once you master the body, you master your mindset, you start to think positive, you start to create positive in your life. Like there's a whole nother range of emotions that we get a model. Yeah. yeah. Oh, come on, man. That's awesome, dude. And I wasn't, you know, to, to work on my mindset, I wasn't like a big reader as a kid and, and even into my early adulthood there. But one of the posts you made on your website, you said 10 books that every high man or every every high value man needs to read. I've read a few from that list, but of those top 10, like where would you suggest someone start? Ooh, so good. Emotional Intelligence 2.0. Book number one. It's such a good book, man. It's such a good book. Uh, (laughs) Travis Bradbury. uh, So that was one of the pivotal books that I read about 10 years ago. If you get the book, the hard copy book, it gives you a code to take the quiz online. The quiz will give you insight as to where you show up across your your EQ, across four areas, so your relationship management, your self-management. When I first took that, I got a 43 out of 100. Uh, I dropped out of college, but I know well enough to know that that's a failing score. And so like that was the reason I was failing my relationships. I, I had a hard time really managing my emotions. I was losing my temper all the time. That book was fundamental for me. I'd say that's book number one. Book number two is uh, No More Mr. Nice Guy by Dr. Robert Glover. That get, will give you insight and awareness if you have any nice guy tendencies. Nice guy tendencies are, I want to people please. I want to do for you because I think you're going to do for me. I have a hard time asking for my needs and my wants. I'm passed up for promotions. I'm friend zoned by women. I get frustrated, irritated, angry quite often, but 
everyone else around me thinks I'm always a nice guy. Those are two books that are absolutely gangster. Man, I got to read that second one there. I haven't heard that one before, but I'm going to go pick that up right away because that just sounds like something I need for sure. I'd read Wild at Heart on there and oh, and fuck. yeah, such a just a great book. And you're I love that you're so open about your faith with God. And, and for me, like I gave my life to, to Christ in 2004 after a crazy night of partying and Let's go. woke up Easter morning, you know, for you, like, what was that moment? Like, what, what was that testimony for you? Like, mm. how did you come to know the Lord, man? Yeah, man. So that, I'm a new Christian. So I'd say that I've really been walking boldly for uh, less than a year. Um, come on. My, my come to Jesus moment was uh, pursuing the world and, and really realizing how empty and unfulfilled I was feeling. I have a beautiful woman in my life and she has been my shepherdess that has brought me to Christ. And, and she teed up a question um, that I had never really approached before. She says, man, you know a lot about the Bible, but have you ever read the Bible? And I was like, no, I've never read the Bible. And so about a year and a half ago, I started reading the Bible and the word literally shaped my life. It, it shaped me in such a way that I couldn't describe. And then she teed up another question. She says, you know a lot about Jesus, but have you ever tried to develop a relationship with him? And I said, no. And so I've been praying to him and it's just the Holy Spirit works to you when you're willing to be humble, surrender. And it's not about religion, I think is the biggest thing. I, I grew up yeah. as in religion, which can be such a turnoff if you don't have a relationship first. And so the relationship mm -hmm. started to happen to me and through me. And then I saw a framework. The reason I moved out to Texas is uh, we've got a great church out here, Elevate Life Church. Uh, Pastor Keith Kraft has been, ha had his flag planted here in the town for the last 35, 40 years. And I saw a model of masculinity that I've been looking for my entire life, man. And so that, that was the moment. I see this pastor, he's in his 60s. He's in great shape. He's got businesses, he's crushing it. And it's not only his three kids that have all followed in alignment to him. They're all also pastors. But now he's had an effect on other men. So he's got this, uh, his protege, his name's Garrett Uncle Back, who's launched a movement called the Mighty Men Movement. Every single Saturday, 300 of us get together. He's a former Navy SEAL, and we're not only building our bodies, building our businesses, but we're building fellowship and serving the Lord. And so I'm like, man, this is like what we've been doing with the project, but it's got the faith element, what I've been looking for. So seeing the model, knowing that there was something missing by pursuing the worldly and really building a relationship that it was, it was a multiple point, but Christ is, Christ is everything. I love that story, man. And, and just like, you're so right. It's not about religion. It's about relationship. And it really started for me. It was a relationship. I had gotten laid off of the music business. I was, you know, out partying and I was working at Starbucks at night and this girl walked in and said, Hey, we've got a cool call Jay's event at our church. Do you want to go? And I was depressed. She's good looking. There I had no go. friends. Yeah. Yep. What time do I want to go? You know? Yeah. And I went down there and a month later, I woke up, to, woke up after night of partying and felt God say, dude, you're going out and past. It's going to end your life. You yes. got to start change your life. And right then and there, I quit cold turkey, drugs, drinking cigarettes, everything in that moment, gave my life oh, to Christ, my buddy's basement. I called that girl up and I got her voicemail. It was Easter 2004. And I said, Hey, happy Easter. Maybe I'll see you at the store sometime. And a month later we were dating. We just celebrated 18 years of being married. What's up? Crazy story, dude. And yeah. we were actually both born at 1:41 PM on our birth certificate. It's just wild story how we came together. Man. Oh, that's so beautiful, man. I got there, you know, God uses what he needs to use to get your attention for me. And it sounds like for you, it was, a strong, independent, powerful woman that that really was that shepherdess and has challenged me. Uh, I'd say my, my growth in the last year because of, of saying yes to that has just been something so powerful. Huge. And, and you can't go wrong with Keith Kraft, man. That guy is an absolute world changer, dude. I've been following him for a while and, and he is so good. And it's cool, man, just getting closer. So I'm doing some coaching with him now too, but getting closer to a circle, you see just the effect of putting principles above a personality. And he has just, mm. he's created such an amazing 
ecosystem here. So I just, I have so much respect and honor for him and just being able to spend time with his team, with his son. We did a workout late earlier today. You, you just see the effect of intentionality and putting God first. So cool, dude. Um, like I mentioned, you're the co-founder of the Modern Day Night Project alongside Bedros, who's been on, been on the show. He's such a great dude. Yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, what is Modern Day Night Project and, and how can men apply to be part of this thing? Yeah, great question, man. And then just so you're, for your viewers to, to know, uh, I actually stepped out of the project at the beginning of this year in full pursuit uh, of Christ and really put faith at the center. But uh, Come I'm on. co-founder. It's a program that has been running since uh, for the last four years. And so uh, the way the story happened, Bedros and I were in the gym. He had hired me to launch another company. We're in the gym working out and uh, we just got deep during the workout. And I was talking about the upbringing that I went through, physical, mental, emotional abuse, also sexual abuse. He's been through the same thing. I was like, man, I want to live in a world where two grown men talk about the legacy they're leaving behind, not the abuse that they had to walk through. Literally from there, just stem this conversation. Like, dude, let's create like a mastermind, a men's event, something. And the project was born. The right people came in at the right time. It was definitely divine. And then I was part of it for 15 classes. Over 200 men graduate from the program. 500 men come through. Um, but what it is, is a 75-hour personal development experience. You know, there's not a way, better way to put it, but it's a boot camp brand by a yeah. Navy SEAL, a Marine, a SWAT operator, Bedros, myself. And it's intense. Like there's uh, there's not a whole lot of sleep, not a whole lot of food. Uh, you know, there's some um, handcuffs, there's some um, hoods over the head, there's a beach torture. And all that ultimately is designed to be able to get guys to suspend their belief, to start really seeing that they can build new confidence, they can break that, that negative self-talk. They can create friendships. They can build a whole nother level of, of self-belief. And it, it, it's, a, it's a powerful movement. In order for them to go through it, you got to go through an application process. You need to be physically, mentally, emotionally ready for it. Uh, I know that there's a, a June class coming up that I got a handful of friends going through it. It's a powerful movement. It really is. It's, uh, I'd say, nothing like it. Uh, I think there's a lot of versions out there, but I'd say this is the most intense, probably the most challenging. And uh, it's definitely something if you believe that you know you're meant for more, this is a great way to test it. It looks amazing. I, I've talked to Bedros about it as well uh, when I was chatting with him. What's the, the success rate on guys that actually join that thing? It sounded like maybe 50% or even less right? Yeah. Typically about 50 to 60% graduation rate. The so okay. 40% dropout rate is pretty standard. So it is grueling. Uh, I know one thing yeah. that they did shift over recently is if you do drop out of the program, you're still part of the year long mastermind. You have an opportunity to come back and, and you know, re-enlist. Uh, but it is definitely challenging, man. It's not a Spartan yeah. race. It's not a marathon. You know, they've got a, a Navy SEAL bell there. So, you know, just like in BUDS, you know, Navy SEAL training, if you're just not equipped for it or you or you physically, mentally, or, or even get um, medically rolled out, like you're out because it is a fast yeah. moving, fast moving event, man. Yeah. I, I want to talk about this other uh, program that you're part of the Squire program. Are you still part of that? I'm not. Nope. I'm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm okay. happy to share on it, man, because I know your, your listeners will get some value out of, but uh, that was spawned out of the, the concept of, you know, we're seeing these guys in the project at 30, 40, 50 years old, where they yeah. are, uh, they've dealt with a lot of trauma over the years. Mm. And it takes yeah. 75 hours of getting them beat up to start opening up, to be able to start talking about some of that trauma. But if we can get to them a little bit younger, you know, those impressionable years, create a rite of passage, you know, we might be able to save the world a whole lot faster. And so the Squire program is a 12 hour mini version of the project, not nearly as violent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's a father and son opportunity for them to really come together. 
Gotcha. Okay. Very cool, man. Very cool. Well, what are you working on right now? Like, what are you most excited about right now, man? Yeah, great question. I'd say the biggest thing I'm most excited about, man, is, is again, putting Christ first. I've got my coaching business, the High Value Man Accelerator. Um, I have a um, an opportunity where I'm helping my lady, Rachel, grow her business. So she's got a booming business as well. And I'm really just focusing on taking a handful of my one-on-one clients and helping them reach the next level of their coaching success. I'm taking on less, but I'm doing a whole lot more, much more intentional. And again, putting God first. I'm at a season where, man, I've had a whole lot of success. I'm very grateful for it. And I really just want to, again, put faith first. Love that, man. Uh, Always an interesting question to ask. Like, what's your message to the world, man? Mm. That's good. Uh, Be what you want to see. Be what you want to see. I think that it is action forward. Uh, That is the foundation of the high value man movement of what we're doing. Um, It's really how I've tried to live my life boldly is be what you want to see, especially as a Christian too. There are so many people out there that are CIA Christians and, you know, they're sitting behind the scenes waiting for the opportunity, but be what you want to see physically, mentally, emotionally, be what you want to see with your faith, your fitness, your family, your finances, be bold, be, be outlandish, be willing to step forward. Or be willing to challenge the status quo, but be what you want to see in the world. And you start seeing the shifts. Yes. Oh man. For me, it starts like first thing in the morning being 43. Like when I wake up, I immediately go, man, thank you God for another day to see and hug and hold my family. Yeah, man. Then I have to get into prayer and journaling and just listen to worship in the morning. It's That's a non-negotiable for me when I'm traveling, I'm home, doesn't matter. What's that morning routine look like for you? That's good, man. So up early, uh, typically between 3.30 and 4. Same thing, getting into devotion, getting in the Word. I spend about 30, 45 minutes uh, in the Word meditation, and I'm out the door hitting the run. So last month, I committed to doing 4.44 miles every day. Uh, the goal is to have it done by 4.44 a.m. This month in May, I'm doing 5.55. Um, I got a, a couple ultra marathons lined up this year. So getting the Sweet. run in first thing in the morning. Um, then hydration, then getting into my content flow. And so typically you get your your devotion and you get your discipline dialed in. Like that's where I get to really be creative. And so I'm using typically about 90 minutes after that point to really dial in content, creative, copy, whatever it is, my big needle movers for the business. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's awesome. I love to finish the show with a big fun question. I'm a big music guy there. So what type of music are you listening to? Well, who's your favorite band? Okay, uh, man, I'm a rock and roll guy. Uh, okay. Johnny Cash, I think, is one of my favorites of all time. But there's a Southern California band, uh, Social Distortion. Uh, that'd be yeah. a second favorite. So rock and roll, if I am like looking for cl- some classic kind of like cool rock, like CCR is, is kind of where I'm at. A little Led yeah. Zeppelin maybe, but... Uh, yeah, definitely rock and roll for sure. Same here. I, I was straight like rock, corn, Rob Zombie, Rage, okay. you know, back in the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a job with Universal Records uh, in my early 20s and they said, well, you have to listen to this other music. So I was, you know, open the eyes to some country and some hip hop and things like that. But pretty much 99% of my stuff is is all the rock stuff. <laughs> I love it, man. Well, we come from the same era. So I I, def- I definitely respect that that music to it, Chase. Right. Oh, for sure, man. Aaron, I love what you got going on, man. You're an absolute world changer, dude. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with me today and sharing your story. It's super impactful, man. And, and I think you, you are, are changing so many lives with what you got going on, man. Thank you so much. Grateful for Eric. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it, man. 